Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? Oh, uh, it's going. We're back after a hell, oh, what an exciting Week one. Exciting for some, devastating for others. Devastating, yeah. And not just for the New York fan base, for many Dynasty players out there. Well, we are right back to where we normally are, where every single week we are struck with tragedy, uh, losing uh, some of our favorite fantasy football athletes off our team. And we are just like last year, I felt like last year was a pretty good, like probably the healthiest year we've ever had. It was when definitely it up there. Fa- and, and early on, too. Because like, remember, we were like, oh, it's not that bad. We usually our injury reports are very devastating. Like, we had a couple of sprained ankles, nothing crazy. Right. Not this year. We are right out the gate with uh, Achilles tears. Yeah, people are French oh, kissing multiple. the kiss of death. Like, oh. when does that happen? I feel like Achilles tears are pretty rare. And for two of them to happen to two of the biggest players in fantasy, like, that's wild. I, mean, I wouldn't say the it biggest burns. players. But it burns. I mean, they're the top 50 guys in Superflex. I mean, there's definitely top 50 for sure. Yeah. Well, what sucks is there's a guy that we've been wanting to see and we talk on this I podcast know. forever, just waiting to see. And he started off so good. And, uh, yeah, it came down. So, hopefully, your teams came out unscathed. We are going to break down injuries today. We're going to talk about some rookies. We're going to talk about some players, how they did. Are they up? Are they down? Uh, and remember, this is week one. Don't overreact. I saw a lot of people on Twitter put a lot of stuff out there about this player, that player. It's one game. Everybody's rusty. These guys don't play a lot in the preseason. Sometimes, you know, in real game action, this is the first time the quarterback and the receiver are even playing together right. um, in real game action. Yep. So don't overreact for week one. Don't overreact for week two. Yep. Don't overreact for week three. And usually by then, everyone's rounded in shape. You yeah. know what I mean? Nowadays. And, and follow, the, follow the trail, right? Like, there's good hype, you know, about Puka and Puka Nakua. <laughs> You got, you got it this time. You got it. Puka you know. Nakua in the preseason about, you know, the report that he's having, and he comes out week one and he does well, then yeah, you follow that trail. But like for anything else where like people are like, oh, one bad game, don't freak out. Oh, Justin Fields didn't have 800 fantasy points. It's okay. It's week one. Remember last year, he didn't have any fantasy points until week six, almost zero. And there are certain things that happen in week one that are more important and more significant than others. Just because someone had a big game, well, on how many targets was that big game? Was it a few broken tackles? Were they playing the worst defense in football? Like, there are things that could explain why they had that breakout. And vice versa, like, if someone has a terrible game, why did they have a yeah. terrible game? And it's not just, don't just look at the box score and determine, like, yes, I'm in on this guy or not in on this guy. Who Who was the defensive back that was covering them? Yeah, it goes who out to you, the- all you Twitter. That, this is what actually sparked the whole conversation. All you Twitter uh <laughs> Dynasty analysts I know out there, there's bashing DJ Moore. Like, oh, where's all my DJ Moore lovers now and all this? Oh, I don't know. Maybe he was being covered by Jair Alexander, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't know. Should we just go ahead and just cut T. Higgins while we're at it? Since he had seven targets and no catches, should we put? Should we bump Jamar Chase down our rankings so much because it was rainy out? He's covered by Denzel Moore, uh, Denzel Ward, and he he had a small game. Should we just bump him out of the rankings too? No, you just want to cherry pick. Look out for the cherry pickers. We don't cherry pick here unless it's about Baker Mayfield, who looked fantastic, by the way. Um, don't don't cherry pick people. This is week one. We worked a long. We we did a lot of work to get here. It's just one week one. Our, we got a long way to go. Our basketball coach, if we didn't run down to the other end and play defense, our coach would make us run around the gym going like this. Cherry pickers? Cherry picking. 
Uh, yep. I, I, could, I would have 37 other guesses of what you're doing there, you pervert. Uh, instead of cherry picking. Get off my cherries. Uh, so before we get these injuries, I got to tell you about our friends over at Underdog. Underdog has a brand new sign-up offer. Claim your mystery pick'em special. Ooh. Mystery. Up to a hundred plus up to a hundred dollar deposit match. All you need to do is sign up at an underdog. Use the promo code NERDS. Make a deposit and head to the lobby to find out which player pick'em special you got. What are you waiting for? Get signed up on underdogfantasy.com or via the app store with promo code NERDS and underdog with double your first deposit up to $100. But wait, there's more. Dice Nerds has agreed um, to give all new Underdog users a free complimentary one-year subscription Whole to the Nerd Herd with a $10 deposit. So you get access to the Dynasty Ooh. GM, which is coming to Sleeper. It's going to be on your Sleeper app. You're going to be able to use it. Uh, full access there. And you're going to access to the film room, the Nerd Score, and so much more with the Dynasty Nerd subscription. This is for new users on both Underdog and Dynasty Nerds. You will see an email with our promo code within 24 hours. All the existing Dynasty Nerds members uh, will get a free t-shirt. We'll ship that out to you. Uh, you can ship those out every three months. You must be 18 plus, 19 plus in Alabama, three Nebraska, months? 21 plus in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpagambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Now let's talk about the Grim Reaper here. Let's talk oh. about some injuries. Let's start off with our boy, J.K. Dobbins. I feel like this is a point where there should be like a sad violin playing. Yeah, post-production. Yeah, Jared, we put so in a sad violin right now while I'm talking because I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So, you know, obviously we were talking about it before the show and everything. J.K. Dobbins just starting to come out a little bit, break out a little bit during that game. Should have been a three-touchdown game. Should have been. Could have been. Would have been if it wasn't for that little... What I thought at the time was a little bit of a sprained ankle. Which I was frustrated with that. Yeah. So and then I thought I. it was Achilles, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're yeah. done. It was just it's a, over. It was just a weird little awkward tackle. Like it was nothing crazy, right? And then, you know, you, you, you think a little bit too much body weight on the ankle, maybe, maybe rolled it. Sure. No big deal. And then obviously the news comes out like, uh, torn Achilles, total running back killer. It yeah, is. put him in the car next to K-Makers. And I'm not going to switch my tune. I've been sitting here forever telling everybody, you have to sell K-Makers. You have to sell K-Makers. And everybody, some people sell them and some people want to fight back. Well, Rich, he was running back eight in the year. I don't care. Sell K-Makers. Use it as a selling point. And then we talked about it last year, year. Use this point as a selling point. No, 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 we're buying. Well, guess guess who got uh, almost less than half the carries in L.A. The, this past week? The Kyron we'll Williams. We'll definitely we'll, we'll get definitely to that, too. That. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, one. unfortunately, this is a killer. I love J.K. Dobbins, and like like Garrett said, we'll, we'll never know what he could have been never at know. this point because he's young. Yes, he's young, but... He's you know, 24, 24, 25, 25 somewhere, somewhere right around The Achilles just takes... Like Aaron Rodgers, like now outside of age, like the Achilles for a running back just takes away that explosiveness. Um, and that's what J.K. Dobbins lived off his his sharp cuts, his explosiveness in the open field, and for him to be able to come back from that, the odds are almost zero. I mean, really, it, it, I, I know it sounds crazy to say almost zero, but like we still have yet to see anybody come back and excel at a high level consistently. Well, especially coming off, you know, he, he came off that really tough knee injury, 
Took a long time to recover from that. You know, this is his fourth season in the NFL right now. So by the time he gets back, potentially healthy next year, they said it's about a six-month process to recover from an Achilles. But it, it does. It's, it saps a lot of that, that yeah. explosiveness. Yeah. You know, so next year he's going to be going into year five. First of all, who knows who will sign him? And this is going to be a huge talking point for both the running back side of things and the owner side of things yep. in these negotiations. This is why running backs say, this is why you need – to get your money and get paid because this kind of thing can happen. And this and owners will point to the exact same situation and say, this is why we don't because now you're gone and we can't use you anymore. We paid a lot of money to, so it's going to be used on both sides of the argument. So it's, it's going to be really tough, but he's going to come back. He's going to be, I think at best, and this is coming from a guy that loves JK Dobbins at best, a committee guy at, at this point, like he's never going to be a featured back again. He'll probably never have these, you know, big breakout games. He's going to move into the Latavius Murray f- part of his career. Deontay Foreman. Yeah. And, and it's, Achilles, you know? I mean, I think he'll be lucky to, to get there. You know what I mean? Like the, this injury is so devastating that who knows? I mean, right. it is really, it could be like best case scenario. He, he returns and, can maybe hold down a job for a year, you know, as a starter, and then probably does what you're saying. Worst case scenario, he just doesn't make it back. This was a guy that had a hard time coming back from an ACL who had to have multiple cleanups and all that kind of stuff after an ACL injury, which have been been fairly routine nowadays. So, you know, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, I I feel really bad as well. I'm just like you guys. I was hoping to see him, and I Big was year, running back one. Yeah, I was. I have all the belief in this guy in the world, but this is just this is a running back killer. I have a lot of shares of J.K. Dobbins <clears> too, so it does hurt. I got a lot of offers thrown my way, like, hey, I'll give you a fourth round pick. And I know, you know, at this point, you know, I'd say sell cam makers for everything. For me personally, like, J.K. is riding with me to the uh, casket chances so, are you're not gonna get anything good enough like i would want like multiple thirds a late second something like that and i wouldn't pay that either no no i'm not trying to acquire him at this point but it, i've had people throw that offer to me too like hey i'll give you uh jk down for a third and i'm just instantly like decline no thank you i mean for what you've invested in him you're probably just gonna hold on to him so i mean i i totally get that throw my r I, i'm gonna throw my r ir and maybe he's become an outlier I doubt it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and change my tune because all of a sudden this is a player I love and Cam Akers wasn't, you know, uh, I feel the same way. Achilles heel. We've never seen him come back and find long-term success at running, uh, at running back. So JK Dobbins to me is no longer a dynasty asset. I already moved him down my rankings a ton. I did too. Um, and speaking of, you know, Achilles heel, we lose Aaron Rodgers, four <laughs> snaps in uh, four snaps and a whirlwind and he's out the door. Uh, I had a lot of Jets fans. <laughs> I put a tweet out there about how many snaps. I like, got some snap, people got snap. pretty angry about it. <laughs> did they? People were getting pissed. Uh, a couple guy, uh, a couple guys did. And I uh. listen. I understand, man. At the same time, like I, I didn't. I just joked right back with another joke. You know, like, hey, man, I, uh, this is funny too because I get it. You're a diehard Jets fan, right, sure. And you know, even our good buddy Nick, I texted him. I was like, brutal, dude. I feel so bad. He's like, yeah, I, I don't. Even, I'm a loss for words because. You know, you, you, you had this whole off season of hype to build you up to this moment. Hard you, knocks was there. Hard knocks was there. And you feel like you're a legit Super Bowl contender with a good defense. You have Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, and Dalvin Cook. Uh, you feel really good about your situation. And then four snaps in, the guy doesn't even get to complete a pass. He's out for the year, and you never know he's going to come back. And your, your team owes him $35 million, and you have nowhere to go back except for your number two overall former pick, Zach Wilson. Before all that, before the four passes and out, the dude was like a model citizen and like came in for the first time in the off season and like 
worked with guys and was in the preseason and, and for the first time in how many years? Oh, and all and the then, players were talking yeah. about like how much they appreciated him right. and how he's, I mean, he was like, you, you saw it on hard knocks. He was like coaching up Zach Wilson, like trying to like help bring him along in his career. Like so he's doing all the, all right, the right things. things. All the right things. And there was a couple months, there was like a month or so ago, right after Rogers signing, we said, hey, guys, go out there and buy Zach Wilson. This is a real good opportunity. Like, he will eventually probably get another shot. He's only 24 years old. Um, and I did. I actually went out and got multiple Zach Wilson shares for like super cheap, like third, fourth round picks. Um, and we'll see. And the odds of Zach Wilson just as good, the odds of Jacob Dobbins coming back and being good, like the odds of Zach Wilson being really good are slim, but he's only 24 years old. He just got a whole off se- a whole, uh, you know, summer and, and, and uh, right. preseason th- with tutelage from his idol, Aaron Rodgers. And after that fat, like after the interception he threw, he came back, he was like nine to 13. Like he was okay. Yep. He, he scored a tie and touchdown run, put him in position to actually come back and win the game, even though it was on a pump return. But th- listen, Zach Wilson has been pretty terrible. Um, and he had he a lot made, of media he- stuff around him, but he still was the number two overall pick. So there's still a chance. These quarterbacks are so hard to predict as it is. There's still a chance he could progress to be uh, a mid-range like quarterback. And that's all you're hoping for, right? Like a mid-range quarterback is still going to be a high score in fantasy football asset and super flex. Sure. Um, I I agree with that. He could, he could hit that mark and, and be that guy. What do we, how do we, I guess, gauge the other fantasy assets on the team and how this kind of, is going to affect them. Cause I, you already told me like some crazy trade that somebody made immediately, basically. Oh yeah. Somebody gave up. Uh, I, I don't love this trade, but he's a contender. He traded Garrett Wilson for Calvin Ridley in a 25 first. Right. So, and, and that's a knee jerk contender. I need to get points. I don't think I'm going to get them from Garrett Wilson type of move. Right. Um, so how do you guys view Garrett Wilson? Um, I guess any of the running backs at this point, like Dalvin cook, does Dalvin cook kind of like, I don't think it hurts the running backs too much. Yeah. If anything, they might get a little bit more volume yeah. uh, because they're going to have to rely on them. Now that volume probably won't be quite as efficient because the threat of the pass isn't there as much. So sure. probably kind of all balances and no out lines doo doo butter. Yeah. It's not a great offensive line. So it probably balances out to whatever they were going to be getting anyway. Um, more volume, but less efficient volume. I think the big thing is, is the pass catchers really the only pass catcher now, there that you can even sort of trust is Garrett Wilson. Right. Uh, and it does, it bumps him down for this year, but I don't think it bumps him down a significant amount. I mean, ADP wise, he was going roughly as the wide receiver seven, eight off the board. This probably bumps him to 12, 13 range. What, I, in redraft? Yeah. In redraft. Oh, yeah. I don't get, I don't care. Even care. Yeah. About for, so well, for this range. year, cause this year's all we know. Chances are he could come back next year. It's a six month recovery. Quarterbacks doesn't matter as much. Sounds like, Aaron Rodgers planned originally on being there multiple years. So he could be back next year and bada bing, bada boom, or right back in business. Him, Kyler Murray, you know, there's a lot of different ways for this to go. Uh, you never know. But but ultimately, I'm not moving him in my dynasty ranks at all. He's staying exactly where I had him, which was wide receiver four, right behind uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and CeeDee Lamb. He's staying right there at wide receiver yeah, four. Yeah, he's, he's my wide receiver three. I think I bumped up okay. ahead of CeeDee Lamb. Uh, and this is dynasty we play. So yep. like you said, knee-jerk reactions, right? Like, I'm not... I'm not doing anything except for maybe buying a couple of like values if they're there, right? Like, you know, I'm, I would, I would test a market on Puka, right? Nakua. Like I would, besides that, like I'm not selling anybody. Like I'm not, I'm not freaking out about DJ Moore after week one. Like we mentioned earlier, I'm not freaking out about Garrett Wilson because he's lost his quarterback because 
you know, with Garrett Wilson, he still had 1,100 yards as a rookie with Mike White. And remember, his his uncatchable targets with Mike White were about 15%. His uncatchable targets with Zach Wilson were about 18%. So let's see where that goes. I mean, mm-hmm. even that touchdown, that amazing touchdown catch that Wasn't Garrett Wilson throw. had was, was a, a bad, terrible throw. Bad throw. It was a terrible Definitely. throw. There was a reason it was a great catch. because yeah. You saw it. him like reach across he, he the tip body. It, tip it back to himself from in front of the DB's face, basically. And yeah. So, and, and, and that's why you mentioned earlier, if you're a dynasty player, like don't freak out about week one, you know, and, and we're going to talk this out. We're going to every single week. We're going to find different, like what's, what's hot. What that's, that's our job here to find like certain topics to talk about mm-hmm. um, as a dynasty aspect and kind of get through that. So let's get to some uh, more injuries here, Garrett. Yeah. Anthony Richardson, the next one up. Fortunately, it doesn't look like anything to be concerned about. There was conflicting reports on what the exact injury was, but thought to be a lower body injury that actually happened earlier in the game that just kind of got re-aggravated. But long story short, it looks like he's going to be good to go week two. Steichen said he's not not too worried about it, so it looks like it's going to be a non-issue. Just something to keep in the back of your mind. Two, three, three things. Wow, that's three a quick lot hits for, uh, a- for me, Anthony Richardson, for me. Another okay. about injury. One, he looked great. He looked awesome. He looked great. Steichen, we did all this talk in offseason, like how good of a fit this was for him. So far after one week, looked absolutely perfect fit. Two thumbs yep. up. Absolutely. Three, the biggest thing I was worried about because of Anthony Richardson was how is it going to affect Michael Pittman? He had a big and week. And boy, did that not, did he just suck up all that target? It's like he was like a fat kid in a cake factory, like just <laughs> gobble, 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 gobble. So I, I sat him. We had this conversation. I, mean, I talked about how I had a decision to make between him and Brandon Ayuk. I sat him. I should have. I, I should. I should have played both Figured those guys. Figured out a way to play both. And and sat C.D. Lamb, who like basically didn't do which anything. Which you would never do. Which we well, obviously I'd never do. And I started Christian. Kirk I won either. I won. Also. I won regardless. It's fine. But um, of course you did. You had but, but both Brandon those guys Ayuk. are fantastic. I mean, they both played. They both played really well week one. Andrew Richardson's getting yeah. a bump in my Superflex rankings uh, already. He was already a QB one rookie, uh, and, and you know then when CJ Stroud, then went Bryce Young and everything. Bryce Young did. We'll talk. We're talking rookies later, so I won't get ahead of myself. Absolutely. Well, and we're not going to talk much more Anthony Richardson. So I do want to touch on one one more thing with with him. He the the big thing that I was worried about was one, it's not a great offensive line, and. Two, there's no Jonathan Taylor. So how is he going to respond against better teams? Well, you got to find out right away in the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're a pretty good team. They've drafted a lot of young defensive assets. I don't think they're an elite defense yet, but they're not a bad defense I mean, at Josh all. Josh Allen's pretty top tier. He's he's pretty good. They have And they have a few good pieces on that defense. Uh, and he performed that well without Taylor, without the line being good. Like all of that. So that leads me to believe when they're playing the rest of their division, which... The, the Titans seem to be on the downtrend and the Houston Texans, although they played pretty well against Baltimore, they're still not a team that you think is a good team. No. So I'm very, very encouraged by this by Anthony Richardson. He's, he's truly Superman out there. Like he, he reminds me of Cam, he, Cam Newton. He absolutely, he absolutely does. Uh, is there any concern in your guys' head that he's, he relies so much on his rushing ability and he's already in week one banged up? Of the regular season, I don't love that, but I'm not going to read too much into it. I just until I want, it becomes a consistent. I, w- I wanted that to at least be something. We are both about. of his Achilles intact? Because <laughs> if they are, we're good. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean he ran the ball a lot. No, uh, I know. So it, yeah, I mean it's it's 
He, if he plays next week, I'm totally fine. He's a big dude. He on the play that he ended up coming out of the game, he took a pretty big hit, and that's, and and he didn't return to the game basically after that. So, I was just curious if if any of that, I, I guess, in your brain, uh, kind of just trigger. In my mind, it just triggers a a flag that goes up. I mean, that's it. I, I'm I'm gonna keep an eye on it. If this is something that, like you said, Garrett, is kind of mm-hmm. like a pattern, then it, right. then it's a problem, you know. Uh, but for now, he looks phenomenal. Hope he didn't take Bryce Young over him. Uh, uh, who ne- else? Next one up, we got Deontay Johnson. Left with a hamstring injury. Uh, wasn't quite sure the severity. Today it came out. Looks like it's probably going to be a multiple week thing. So uh, we're probably looking at somewhere week three, week four that we might see him back. So that is a little bit of a concern for an offense that did not look good. Now, it's the 49ers. Very, very good defense. Uh, but you were you were hoping for a little bit more week one out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, not a good start at all for that offense. Great, and but great news for me as a Browns fan. Great news uh, for as you the Browns, Browns travel fan, yes. down to Pittsburgh this Monday night. Um, the play of their second division game to potentially go two and zero in the division. Uh, I secure tickets for me and my son. There you go. I'm gonna go down there. So all my Pittsburgh friends. Assignment. I'm coming to enemy territory for the first time. Never been to Pittsburgh Stadium. Uh, Acrisure Stadium now is what it's called. Uh, I'm gonna be down there. I got a third row. I can't believe you've never been line. there. That shocks me. I, you know what? I go to one way game every year, and it's always like, oh, it's so close. It's somewhere far. It's, it's like, fun. I can go there anytime. It's like the park that's close to my house. It's like the one park I don't go to because I go to the park anytime I want to. I just don't go there. Like, I, so I can't tell you how long I lived in Canton and how long it took me to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like, I was there. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go to it anytime. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped. I'll be in Pittsburgh on Monday night with my son. That's awesome, man. Um, but for Deontay, George Pickens, Calvin, Calvin, Calvin Austin. Calvin was Austin was the guy that kind of absorbed that same sort of he did. low A dot type of work. He had six targets, six catches, 37 yards. So hopefully that can be expanded upon mm-hmm. um, because I do, I do think he offers a little bit of, of downfield anyway. Uh, Calvin Austin, he showed that in the, in the preseason. Su- surprisingly, Allen Robinson kind of came out of nowhere and like played decently right? well too. He was their leading receiver. Yeah. Who knew? Who that, saw that who, coming? Who knew that guy was even in the league? I did four years ago. <laughs> uh, and, and if there's any window here, since I know we're going to talk about him later, either two uh, while we're talking about Pittsburgh, uh, Najee Harris. You know, he mm. didn't have a big scoring game, but he was a lot of talk. Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren. Uh, he outsnapped Jalen Warren like four to one almost. Like it was, it was, it, this is Najee Harris's team. Like and we talked about this maybe a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. So if there's any kind of dip on Najee Harris. Uh, if you need a running back, like I have no problem giving a first plus for Najee Harris. Yeah. He, and it he, was a weird week. He too, looked like him being down and yeah, all and San Francisco's defense. It's one of the best D lines, one of the best defense. All in the NFL. I mean, you look at when it comes to defenses, every time when you're playing them, you gotta be scared of, you gotta be scared of Philadelphia, San Francisco, Dallas, and Cleveland. Those well, are the four defenses. And maybe the New York Jets too. They looked really. The Jets looked pretty good too. Even though Sauce Gardner got a little, uh, yeah, he was a little more sus than you would yeah, have wanted. Not, not as spicy. It's like when you order hot wings and they're like mild. Like what is this stuff? Uh, while we're on the Steelers, let's. I have them a little lower on the list, but Pat Fryermuth also uh, left the game. Chest contusion. Uh, it sounds like it's more of a pain tolerance issue. So if he's able to to deal with the pain, he should be good to go for week two. But definitely something to monitor. Sounds like a cart- cartilage issue or maybe a broken rib. Then yeah. So so we'll have to see. But don't be soft. I'll be in there every week. Every every week, Richie, uh, Richie, tough guy over here. Tyler Lockett, uh, he cleared concussion protocol, uh, so he should be good to go for week two. Thank you, uh, Aaron Jones. Hamstring Hammy injury ham. injury said to not be a big concern after the game, but it's kind of coming out that maybe it's a little bigger deal than they originally let on. He looked great. He looked so good. They worked it. He said he could have came back in the game, so I'm not overly worried about it. 
And yeah. I saw him the whole time. Like he didn't go to the locker yeah. room. Yeah. He stayed on the sideline. Well, the whole he did time. originally. He just ran straight to the locker room. I That was kind of, that was kind of like limp, ow, limping. Ow, yeah. He grabbed ow. it. And I was like, oh, he grabbed his hamstring. And then nothing the, yep. happened. And then, yeah, they were working on the no, sideline. Right. He had his leg up. Uh, never went to the locker room. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned yet. What stinks is you never know. Like if you push, to trust. If, if you push something like that, you could be right back. And it may, you can make it worse too. I'm, so, I mean, I'm going to flip the script here and go. You almost want him to. If sit you're a contender, week. you lost J.K. Dobbins here. Uh, Jordan Love good. The offense look is doing pretty good. Aaron Jones could be had. He's he's on a one year deal. He's 20 years old. He's older. If you're a contender, um, I'd have you should probably go out there right now for how good he 20, looked at this is he offense. 29 or 28. He's 28, I believe. You just uh, said 20, so I, I knew you. I knew you. Knew yeah, it wasn't. Next year, you can legally drink. I'm proud of him. <laughs> and I sure. I, I'm throwing the owner out there. You know, if he's not someone of a contender, and, and these teams are going to start changing drastically. When you're playing sure. Dynasty, you're looking at every injury. What you do is you go out and look at that team roster. How does that devastate that owner? Either you're selling. You're selling up some. You're selling up team something pretty good, or you're buying some other team to help him like push that rebuild thought. Uh, Aaron Jones here, who's a lot of owners have been kind of like trying to get out from under. I'm buying Aaron Jones if I'm somewhat of a contender whatsoever, um, and I'm throwing two seconds out there, and I know that could work because I bought him for two seconds. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do after this week because he looked really good, but you also have the injury concern. So I'm not sure where where people are going to be at on that, but that'll be an interesting concern. Uh, Jacoby Myers in concussion protocol. There's no clear timetable at this point. He played really well. But that was a vicious hit to the head that he took. Vicious hit. Whew. It was. All right. Yeah. So uh, then, and then Greg Dulcich out multiple weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, so tight end one, Adam Troutman out there. Wild. Russ Wilson still didn't look that great. He didn't look terrible. Two I mean, touchdowns. Didn't look great. Look better than Kenny Pickett. I'm a, I'm a Russ hater. Oh, yeah. Well, come on. Leave his small hands <laughs> out of this. All right. Uh, yeah. You want to tell us about Sleeper, Rich? Yeah. Dynasty is excited to announce. We have this new partnership with the app Sleeper. We kind of mentioned, I mentioned this earlier. You'll be able to go to Sleeper, go to the down right-hand corner, hit that mini button. You'll be able to use the trade calculator in the league analyzer. Of course, it's going to be used in a limited role because we want you to sign up with the nerd herd, right? And yeah. then, but if you use that uh, underdog promo, nerds, you'll get it for free. And what it's going to be nice is Sleeper now offers an exciting new way to play DFS where you can win up to 100 times your entry, the highest pay- payouts in the DFS market. You can track your fantasy players and your sleeper picks in real time. Choose two to eight play- of your favorite players from pregame, live, in-game, or even across different sports. Pay more or less than predict- uh, predicted stats. Only on Sleeper can you get up to 100 times your payouts. You can share it with your friends and get rewarded together. Use promo code NERDS and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use. Details. Currently operational in over 25 states. With our partnership, we are integrating the Dynasty GM experience in the Sleeper app. Look for more for that in the minis tab on the Sleeper app soon. Right now, they've got some good players out there. Uh, one of my favorites is always going to be anytime I see Justin Jefferson on there. Justin Jefferson over or under seven half receptions. Give me the over because that's where it's at. Ooh, that's I, a lot of catches. Let's uh, get into our. Uh, well, this not, not, not until we talk about FFPC favorite uh, player people. FFPC. Yeah, FFPC uh, God, launched in. Tw- off. Like, I don't know who FFPC <laughs> is. <laughs> launched in 2010. FFPC is the home to the largest high stake dynasty league community in fantasy football. But what I want to tell you guys about right now is the FFPC weekly challenge that they just recently launched. No draft, no salary cap, no convoluted rules. It's ten team. 
30 team and a hundred team contest. Ooh. Pick your players by 1 p.m. start and let them ride. Results will be determined by the total points accumulated in each lineup's entry. Get $25 off a $35 or $200 entry by using the promo code NERDS. That's promo code NERDS at myffpc.com. All right. What are we jumping to next? We're going to do a little... Uh, Rookie stock report. Ooh. Rookies on the rise. There's some guys that look pretty good. We'll talk about them, and then we'll look at some guys that... It's it's early. But we might have been a little bit disappointed in their week one performance. So let's, uh, let's start off with... Uh, we already talked about Anthony Richardson. I feel like we don't need to touch on him, but obviously, rising up our rankings looked fantastic. So let's move to the next guy. Probably the biggest discussion point that I have seen on Dynasty Twitter uh, this past few days. Puka Nakua, guy that was, I mean, I'm trying to remember, where did he get drafted? Sixth round? Fifth round, I thought. Something like that. Uh, he, was a low, he was a low draft pick. I just know he was in Matt's bold predictions to be super sweet. He was. He had 10 receptions, Whew. 119 yards, and he led the team in targets with 15 targets as a rookie now we've seen some of some kind of maybe not 15 targets but we've seen lower round guys do this before is he more of the stefan Diggs? this is going to stick he's going to be a really good wide receiver or is this more what we see 90 to 95 percent of the time where it's a flash in the pan and we'll see what happens i'm gonna let Matt answer this but uh before he does i just want to uh i got my phone out because i'm gonna read a text from jared uh, that he sent me because I told him I was like, you know, what about uh, when Cooper Cup comes back? He's and he made a good point. He's like Puka uh, Nakua in week one lined up seventy percent out wide and only thirty percent in the slot. Cooper Cup has been using the slot so far in his career, going back from twenty twenty two to twenty nineteen, fifty five percent, sixty six percent, sixty one percent, and sixty seven percent of the time. Uh, so technically, this shouldn't really affect him when he comes it would be back. More two two out well that would be affected. More of that Tutu L will be affected. And Matt Stafford was kind of humming out there. And what do the Rams do? They're going to throw the ball because that defense is terrible. I feel terrible because I said the Rams were probably going to have the first pick in the draft. And, and they won one. one. <laughs> but to be fair, we said the NFC was terrible. Everybody in the NFC won, and they beat all the AFC teams. Sure. Uh, all the good teams are beaten, uh, and all the NFC teams are uh, 1-0. So, Matt, P- P- Puka Nakua Dynasty, what are we doing? I mean, I forgot what the original question was that Garrett I, that I was supposed more to be Stephon Diggs, oh, yeah, more yeah, like yeah, every yeah. other late round receiver, yeah, right? On. Um, no, I think with the drumbeat for Puka all off season, and then for him to come and show out like this, I did see enough in tape that I, I think that he can do some things in the NFL, and, and especially in this offense. I think we've seen the Rams; um, they've they've shown in the past anyway. Uh, that they they can support more than one guy. So I mean, even when even when Cup comes back, it's it's not like going to be a Puka killer. I do think, like my bold prediction said, I think he's he's taking over that that number two spot. Van Jefferson, as much as I've liked him in the past, he just he just never shows out when you want him to. When he gets an opportunity, he never he never grabs that bull by the horns or that ram by the horns, so <laughs> to speak, and, and 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 you know takes control of that situation. Season? And in one one contest. Puka's shown more to me than Van Jefferson ever has. Sure. So it's one of those things where I, I think the Rams have seen it throughout all the off season. They lose their top guy and they're like, 
we know what we got to do. We got to go to Puka. Like, this is how we're going to move the offense. Um, so I, I do think this is less of a flash in the pan thing and, and more like some, something that's going to stick. And at six foot 205, he's a good sized guy. You know what I mean? Like, him and him and um, Cooper Cupper are both, they're solidly built, big, big wide receivers. And, and I think these are going to be like the wide receivers to take control of this offense going forward. Someone uh, obviously is second round pick right now for Puka. Do you take it or no? Do I take the second for Puka? Um, oh, I decline that quick. I would take the second. You would take the second, huh? I would. I, I want to see more. I want to see more also. he. By the way, he was a fifth round pick, which okay. the 42nd pick in the fifth round. So it's basically. Comp pick. Yeah, yeah, right. So, you know, somewhere between the fifth and the sixth round, he got picked. Um, but he's a late round guy that, that's flashed, man. He's for sure. too much too much for me to give up on him. For Personally, for me, like those are the kinds of guys. You get them late. And if they show out really well and there's been off-season buzz and all that kind of stuff, I'm I'm less likely to give up on yeah. those guys. Yeah. So if you want to see more, like, you're going to hold on to them or you're going to invite them to, like, a bachelorette party. Like, one of the two. So, like, I'm just going to hold on to them. A bachelorette party? Chippendales. <laughs> and we're not talking rescue rangers, people. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Nice no. bow tie and speedo there, buddy. I, I'll say I was not very high on Puka Nakua uh, watching his tape. I thought he was, he was fine, but he was just – more yards after the catch guy. I didn't think he like separated and ran routes well, but I'll say I was very pleasantly surprised. Like I thought he played really well, better than I expected him to play. So I, w- I was very pleasantly surprised with, with how, how well he performed. Uh, he, he did look like he was dying after every time he got hit though. It did. He kept <laughs> did getting up so that? slow. I'm like, Oh my God. This uh, guy. I, I noticed that as well, <laughs> I, but he was running a lot of routes. He was, and, you know, yeah. just maybe and the not. reason I want to see more too, is that this falls into the category of like, don't overreact. Don't overreact, but we're following that drum beat, right? Of oh, hey, preseason hype. a lot of preseason hype coming sure. out. Puka, he he was a big talk. We, he made it onto our uh, bold prediction show because sure. there was so much talk about him. And here he is, week one, already performing. So yeah. for me, if somebody offers me a second, yeah, that's the upside I'm chasing. But I'm chasing the same upside that's here right in front of me. I'd rather use my ears and follow the drum beat here um, and open my eyes about week two, week three. And then same thing, worst case, if I miss out on a, a late second or mid-second. Now, if a team offers me a second-round pick that I feel like it's going to be the 2-1, 2-2 two, two in Superflex, and they're just like, hey, I want to add some youth to my team, which you get mm-hmm. those offers you as do. well. People are trying to acquire the youth, youth and they're still bad teams. Then I'm, I'm, I'm well interested, right? But like right now I'm holding Puka. Yeah, and, and, I, I, and I would honestly reverse that. I would pay a second. If I was, if I need a receiver, I'd pay a second I, easily. I get it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to follow the typical trend of if a guy was taken that late, you took him that late in your rookie draft. I immediately get a two round bump on where he was drafted. Most of the time he was drafted in like the fourth round. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to take the instant value. Maybe I'll lose out long-term and he'll be, he'll be the exception to the rule, which with that many targets, he very well could be the guy that does it. Liquid he could assets. be the out, out, outlier, but chances are unless it was somebody that I really believed in as a player, which he wasn't one of those players. I don't think I'm willing to gamble against the odds on a player. I didn't originally believe in. I think both, I think both, uh, I think both things we're saying here, like I'm not going to argue that because I think both are great strategies, right? Like, you know what Matt's saying and what I'm saying is like, we're listening, we're following that drum beat. We yep. feel good. The usage, everything we heard, we've seen already week one. And what you're saying too, is like a very savvy dynasty move, right? Like you draft the guy in the fourth, you draft in the fifth, 
boom, you get an instant return up two rounds and you got yourself a better liquid library there of draft assets to go get a more guy you're more confident because now sure. instead of one second round pick, you have two second round picks. So both good strategies. It's kind liquid, of like liquid library. We can't, I have to, I can't let that go without even saying that it. was pretty nice alliteration. I, I like that. Liquid library. Yeah, and you I know, like and that. what I would recommend yeah. here again, go back to the dynasty. Here's what I would do. Here's what I recommend as well. Before you make a decision, go back to the dynasty nerds film room. Yeah. Watch, watch all play. the puka tape in there and kind of see like, Hey, watch that game. We did NFL. How does this translate? What did I miss? Right? Like, does this actually work? Were the concerns I had not concerned actually? Because even where like I thought he couldn't win the NFL because what he did, mm-hmm. but he is. Does that change your opinion? So that's a good, you know, when we have the dynasty film room, it's not always just to have these rookies and then move on. It's good to go back go definitely back. early in the season double with situations check. like this and double check what's yep. going on. So two different uh, thoughts here on Puka, but I'm okay with both of them. What's next on the list? Zay Flowers, another rookie wide receiver that that really balled out in Week One. 10 targets, uh, no other Raven on the entire team had more than three. So to see his target share be that massive was was pretty impressive. Nine receptions, uh, 78 yards, and two rushing attempts for nine yards. So they were, they were looking to get the ball in his hands a lot. I understand the concerns of like not, no Mark Andrews, all that kind of stuff. But I think what he proved was he instantly vaulted himself to the unquestioned number one wide receiver. Because coming into the year, we were like, it's going to be OBJ. Is it going to uh-huh. be Rashad Bateman? Is it Zay Flowers? I think he's unquestioned the number one receiver. I don't think he's going to be the number one passing asset, but I do think he's the number one receiver in this offense. I am pumping the bricks. First of all, Zay Flowers looked terrific. Electric with the ball in his hands. That doesn't feel like a pump of the break. But... There's always a butt if I'm pumping the break. There's a butt. I'm slowly rolling out of my window now uh, as I pump this up on the brush to give you a word here from Mr. Karen. (laughs) And that is his A dot was ridiculously low because half of his half of his catches were screens. You mentioned there was no Mark Andrews there. Mark Andrews is Lamar Jackson's favorite target and well deserved. And you said OBJ as well. And he saw way more targets than OBJ. But Kind of goes back to what I said earlier about the preseason, right? Like, not a lot of time for these guys to get a rapport. Lamar Jackson, OB, OB, Odell Beckham, line game action, had no nothing to work with. He didn't play. They didn't play at all. Odell Beckham still making $18 million a year. This is a team that that's when still has playoff, uh, you know, attribute. You know, aspirations. Aspirations, yes. I was going to use, use a different, completely, completely different word. That's what I do. And <laughs> You're going to make um, one up, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I think I was going to say like attributions or something. Yes, he was. That's what I did. Of course uh, he was. <laughs> Simul- he's going to assimilate. Uh, so for me, like I do, I like Zay Flowers. Remember, I love this tape. I love yeah. this tape. I didn't like, I didn't like his side. I didn't like, I didn't like the situation it went into, but to have that work already, it's, it's nice. And this is not me hanging on Zay Flowers. Zay, but Zay Flowers movement skills are fantastic. 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 What I don't want people to do is now all of a sudden overreact and go out there and be like, Oh, I'll give you two first for Zay Flowers. You're like, or no, here's, here's Garrett Wilson for Zay Flowers. That's what I don't want to do. I think same thing. Pump the brakes. Let's, I want to see Zay Flowers week three. Cause remember Marquise Brown had these games too. Sure. With sure. Uh, Lamar Jackson. That's all I want to see. Zay Flowers very well could be this guy. And it's just, it's, it's, I pumped the brakes, but it's going right to the floor. No yeah. brakes are working. He's just he's going right. Well, the, the good I want to see it two more games. The good news is he works well with what Lamar does well, which is getting the ball 
to the middle of the field. And he's going to do a lot of slants, a lot of crossing routes, a lot of stuff around the line of scrimmage. He's not your traditional outside receiver. He's not an X. He's not a Z. He's going to be able to work that middle of the field a lot. So he's an uh, inside cat. He, he, he isn't, a, he's not an outdoor cat. No, uh, he's an inside cat, but, and it's also, it's validating for me because he was my number two receiver in the class. It was, Jackson Smith and Jigba, him. And then there was like a huge gap for me. And then I had Jackson Smith and Jigba and about, Quentin Johnston. and Jordan Addison? You, yeah, you said Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, sorry, Jordan Addison. I don't, Jordan Jeez. Addison, I had way below. I had I had a huge gap. I'll, I'll look at what the actual score Flowers and Jordan Addison, way gap, big gap? Between the two of them, yeah. So it was Smith and Jigba. Addison, uh, Addison looked pretty good, too. He, he did. He looked decent. Yeah. Uh, not Zay Flowers good. Not Zay Flowers he's, good, but he's an outdoor cat. Yeah, uh, but no, it it was one of those things for me where I I was very high on Zay Flowers, much more so than like the rest of the wide receiver class, other than JSN. So it was one of those things for me too, where even though it wasn't the ideal situation that Quentin Johnston got and some of these other receivers got, Addison got, I still I still believed in the talent over the situation. So it's looking good. What say you, handsome? Um. What what do I say? No, Zay Flower, he looked great. <laughs> I he's, don't know. He's still in a he's still in a crap offense, man. I don't know. I, I have a hard time seeing this this offense getting going. I don't know. Week one just seemed discouraging to me for like so many quarterbacks. Sure. Just looked like dog doo doo. For what it's worth, Marquise Brown was a wide receiver one in this offense. No, I get it. Not in this offense though. Not in the Monkin offense, which should be more Monkin. passer friendly we'll we'll see should be we'll see did you see some of the passes that were being thrown that's lamar i know <laughs> he's still it's gonna be still the, lamar but lamar he's jackson still got be, he's got still hollywood gonna, to a wide receiver one sure i didn't pump the brakes for no reason i'm safety mechanism yeah no it's I, uh, patience guns and roses for a song about it I, I like zay flowers i like zay flowers the player i don't like zay flowers the situation sure yeah this isn't jersey short buddy What's next? <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the one, one in every oh. single draft. And even though he had to share a lot of time with a guy named Tyler Algier, I told you guys, still I up, told you guys in that bowl prediction show, fake news, but what we <laughs> fake news, but he still had monster numbers. Fake 10 attempts, 56 yards, six targets, six receptions for 27 yards. Did you and a tutty. see his touchdown? It was yes. beautiful. Ooh. Shake and bake, Ooh, run through a guy. God, that Tutty. That was so exciting. Okay. So, first of all, he's my 1 1 dynasty running back. It's for yep. a reason. And I said the reason he's got 2,000 yards was because of all his passing ability. Uh, he pretty much quad. He, well, I don't know what's what six times. Six tuppled? Yes. Yeah, he six tuppled uh, his uh, Drake London targets uh, pretty much out there. So, Fair. he was the number one targeted player on that offense with Drake London, who came off for only five snaps, uh, saw one target. And when you're going to see, I am selling Tyler Algier. Like, I am selling him hard please, right now. Please uh, sell Tyler Algier. Be, please. Just know. Public service announcement. Public when, service announcement. Pe- warning, people, warning. I've seen people put out there, like, I don't know if they're watching or what they saw, but, like, people are like, yeah, this is like a 50-50 uh, backfield now. This is like a, you know, this, I mean, it wasn't that game. No, it was not. It was not a 50-50 backfield. Tyler Algier got all his stuff mostly in the fourth quarter when Bijan barely but, played in the fourth quarter. It was Bijan was only in on pass. He was only out receiving pretty much in the fourth quarter. Almost majority of that split came in a fourth quarter where sure. Tyler Algier was running. Yes, he got a couple goal line more carries, but Bijan was lining up outside. That is not going to be the case week three, week four. I don't disagree with you. I'm just telling you what like the numbers were. 
I'm just telling you, look at the numbers. Look at the numbers between quarter one and three. But all it was not fifty-fifty count. Look, it was not fifty-fifty <laughs> whatsoever. Why do you hate the fourth quarter, Rich? Because Let's get down to the usually nitty that's where and that's <laughs> when the Browns <laughs> lose the game. <laughs> For the history of my life, my favorite football team uh, just just magically falls apart, and I, and I go one and thirty-one. Uh, in two years, and I'm just but, but I'm, I, I am with you, Rich. Like that was very encouraging in the typical game script where it's 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 fairly even. That that Bijan was used very heavily and specifically in the passing game. I'm 100 percent with you. He is an elite asset even this year. Uh, I'm I'm all in. He looked good behind the tackles. He's not Tyler Jir is not a threat whatsoever. This is not a 50 50 backfield. What anybody said doesn't matter. Where he's in the depth chart. Bijan, just like what T- Brees Hall will probably slowly do to Dalvin Cook, sure, uh, he's going to be too talented to take off the field. So what? use this catapult of what Tyler Algier did to and find that person who just lost J.K. Dobbins. Find the guy who's about to lose a running back here and needs running back help and get a second-round pick for him. 100%. I was just about to ask, would you take a second-round pick? Uh, in a heartbeat. I would definitely do that as well. Yep. In a I just, heartbeat. Three, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, and that, I think that, I think that's the right move. A heartbeat. Um, unless there's like a receiver, like, or if you like, say you're in a situation like I need help at receiver right now, and there's a guy out there or tight end, like, hey, I need help at tight end. Oh, I know it sounds stupid. Can I get like a guy like Hayden Hurst who looks like he's gonna be heavily uh, target there? Which we always talk about. What's the safety net for these young quarterbacks, right? Tight ends, man. Um, for tight. Desmond Ritter, he kept it even closer, which was which was Bijan Robinson. Bryce Young kept it even closer with a guy like Hayden Hurst. The safety net is that value. I would use either Tyler Algier to get that second round pick or a player worth a second round pick to help better my team. What about a second round pick? Well, instead, you could get Sam Laporta, who had five targets, five receptions for 39 yards this past First week. First of all, Sam Laporta, whose target share is right up there with Luke Musgrave and Dalton Kincaid um, in snap counts, I'm sorry, which is over sure. 75%, which all three, which is unheard of for rookie tight ends. Amazistastic. Uh, Sam, yeah, yep. Sam Laporta's worth uh, a late first-round pick. I'm sorry, he is. Uh, in a Superflex League, I took him in the first round mm-hmm. uh, in the Kings Classic League, and I'm so glad I did because now this week I'm actually going to be starting him, which I could use the tight end at Dalton Schultz, but I'm actually going to start like Sam Laporta on there. Uh, five targets, five receptions, 39 yards. Those numbers don't sound sweet, but for your first game as a rookie tight end and that high-powered offense, I I absolutely loved it, and he looked good with the ball in his he hands. Did. He looked just like he did at Iowa. Um, I love Sam Laporta. If I need a tight end, I have no problem paying a first-round pick for Sam Laporta. Um, me neither. I, I think, you know, as long as you think it's going to be a, a back end of the first round, I think Sam Laporta is yeah. going to be a guy that pays off. Um, I, before we move off these tight ends, did, did you see your boyfriend yesterday? I did. Yeah, he looked pretty good. Dawson Knox looked good, too. Yeah, I know. I, Josh I'm Allen, just, unfortunately. Josh Allen, unfortunately, look. And first of all, uh, I put a little respect on our relationship. He's my husband, um, <laughs> my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. My, my We're way he past put a that. ring on it. <laughs> yeah, way past that. Please respect. Um, I didn't. But, wa- I didn't watch the second half of that game, so I, I just don't know how that that if, second half. If went. Josh Allen didn't look like Lamar Jackson, out Josh there, Allen did. Josh Allen looked terrible. I mean, yeah. he looked absolutely terrible. Somebody, I saw someone put a tweet out there saying, "Hey, should we start second guessing? Like, is Josh Allen slowly starting to regress a little bit without Brian Dable?" Maybe. I thought it was a good tweet. I, yeah. It got me thinking. I was like, that's a good tweet, bro. I wish I could I wish I could say who tweeted out, but like I'm, I have a very bad memory. I can't remember how <laughs> words are supposed to be used right, let alone who tweets this. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, fair. I mean, Don Cade looked good. He, he looked good. He moved good um, out there. And they need weapons. They need weapons. Gabe Davis is a good uh, deep threat. Stephon Diggs is an all pro. Yep. Uh, but Nelson Dox looked good. And it looks like him and Kincaid could work uh, closely. And I liked him and Laporta are – 
I, they're going to rechange like this young tight end market, and it's going to really bump up guys next year. We're seeing Brock Bowers, and there's another tight end I can't remember his name either uh, coming out. It's going to be really uh, there's a few, there's talented. a few decent ones. So yeah, yeah Laporta to me back end first round pick. If I'm a contender, uh, a in, strong in tight end premium, right? Or or regardless, I think regardless, I think San Laporta. I see a I see a really good path here for Laporta to be a part of that like second tier potentially try to get to that first tier tight ends. And those guys are worth their weight in gold. So even a one QB league where then again, once you did the quarterbacks out, those late first, there's less talent there that you're more excited about. Like I have no problem. Give, if I need a tight end and this is what I believe in, I have no problem. Give him a late is first. He, tight is end he forward. a Kittle esque type of guy for you? Like, no, you can't, you can't sit here and project, Hey, this guy's going to be the next Travis Kelsey, but I think we can. No, that's kind that of, game. That's Kincaid. Okay. But I think Laporta could be the next Kittle. I think it's a good comp. Yeah. You know, so you put the ball in his hands really they good with the ball in his hands. So they well, both went to Iowa. And they both went to Iowa. Yeah. All right. Uh, this next guy here. Uh, Hold on. And, uh, did you get your pants on? Uh, no. No, they're gone. It makes sense. Yeah. Off. Completely off. Yeah. Uh, Give yourself some room. I mean, it must be that it. kind of party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, this, is a, this is a sneaky one because uh, if you're, you don't have this player and you're only looking at the box score, you're like, I mean, he didn't do that much. Didn't do that much, right? My guy Ty J Spears out snapped Derrick Henry for the Tennessee Titans this week. Now, he didn't have the same amount of rushing numbers or anything yeah. like that, but when he was used, three only three attempts, but twenty seven yards on those three attempts, incredibly explosive. Do the math. Nine. 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 Nailed it. <laughs> like Albert Einstein. Well done. Uh, he had four targets, one reception, only that single yard, but Ryan Tannehill looked pretty rough. He actually had like a walk-in touchdown if he would have connected with him. But regardless, uh, this is this is really interesting because even for the biggest, I don't know anybody that liked Tajay Spears more than I did. Like I preached Tajay Spears all off season and I didn't think that he would have any chance of out snapping Derrick Henry. In fact, he was out there the entire first series he was out there in Derrick Henry. This this was very odd to me, yeah. but I think it's very telling on how they feel about this kid. That was the one I didn't catch. I did not catch much of this game. Um, and then I was going to ask you if if Tajay was was playing mostly three down stuff, like third down. He he got some some entire series yeah. on his own, but he like was almost exclusively almost like all the third third down downs. Work, like right? Derrick Henry was yeah. not on the field for those third down opportunities. But I think so. you kind of hit this nail on nail head. You actually mentioned this, like, hey, I think Taj is going to be used more than most people realize because Derrick Henry is going to be 28, 29 years old here. He's going to be twenty nine, I believe. I think he's years old. Thirty uh, coming off uh, some you know good you know foot screws, yeah, and whatnot. So you actually said on this show, um, hey, I think Tajay Spears is going to be definitely early on the season used more than people realize, and they're going to kind of save Derrick Henry more so, whether it be for a trade chip, which I wouldn't be surprised to me that Tennessee completely blows it up. They trade yep. Ryan Tannehill to the Jets. They trade Derrick Henry to somebody, um, which would be a pretty DeAndre smart Hopkins. move. And they start falling off the trade to Andrew Hopkins. So you actually mentioned this, um, which is kind of like when we talk about bold predictions, this is something that you kind of talked about, and it's pretty funny that it's already kind of come to fruition exactly how you said it so but Tajay Spears is the future in Tennessee um at the running back position so he's you've been on this from day one you've got a lot of crap about it um I have yep you know which is unwarranted because we all like Tajay Spears he was my fourth rated running back overall Mm -hmm. um and 
It's one of those things where all of a sudden Kendra Miller gets drafted uh, where he gets drafted and everybody's taking him to have T- Tajay Spears and other running backs go into good situations and you got a lot of flex. So it's really good to see, again, the tape and the process of, and, and this is why you use, this is why we promote other tools outside of a nice start as a GM and went out the nerd score yep. and, and, and our rookie breakdowns because Again, this isn't make to make trying to make oh like we're so sweet at what we do in the Diet Search podcast, but like where everybody else is going right all the times, there's a lot of times we're very left. Yep. And sometimes we get poked at and we get laughed at. A lot I mean, not a lot, but there's times we there's do that in certain players because they don't people are so caught up in the draft or in the moments. And a majority of the time, this is not again trying to say, Oh, we're so great because we miss too. We um, but we are right on this more than we're wrong. We and the nurse score's got a really good uh track record of that and this isn't something we just say to say where people are out there like to do, delete in tweets and whatever and that's why you don't see me tweet about like a lot of stuff as much because i put on the podcast right like no. i don't i save it for the podcast but for the most part when we go left we're usually right why are else going right and that's why the nerd herd is so strong right like right. i don't think even people realize like how many people <laughs> listen to the show and how strong the nerd herd is and how many people are you know use our tools is because you know, they get that information. They feel they got a leg up on there. And I think this Tajay Spear news, um, again, not overreacting because of week one. It's just, again, a really good sign. Yep. Um, but you're also wrong about Justin Jefferson, and you're also wrong about Puka Nakua. So <laughs> there we go. You know, you, and done. Can't you take your all. losses as well, loser. Can't win them all. <laughs> That was such a rich moment to be like really affirming oh my that gosh. whole time. And then like, yeah, screw you. It's kick <laughs> in the nuts at you the kept, end. You kept pussy putting around around this stuff. Man, it's got a problem. I mean, you're the one that's wrong. I'm barely wrong. <laughs> Look it up. Look uh, it up. The last part of that is uh, most people, if they are not ingrained in Dynasty and they're not in, in Dynasty Twitter where they've been talking about this stat, the average player is just going to see, oh, three attempts and only one catch. That's all they're going to see. Yep. They're Absolutely. not going to see how this, the game this actually guy barely got any work. Who cares about him? Exactly. So this would be a very sneaky time to go get him before all of those targets turn into something before all of those snaps turn into more touches. Second round pick, right? Uh, third round pick would no, have no, been second round pick is what you would give up. Oh, all day, all day. I used, I used a high end second round pick to get him. I'm, I'm talking to the casual user yeah. who's not, yeah. you know, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, like you would encourage, go, go offer a second, see him. if it gets it done. A hundred percent. Give up your second round pick. I would definitely. For yeah, I, mean, oh, I, would, I would do that hundred yeah. percent as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, last guy we want to touch. Actually, did you have anything, Matt? I don't know. If no, so I'm good on Spears. Okay. Yeah, I even watched him play. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I missed most of that game. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, Roshan Johnson, uh, five attempts, 20 yards, but then seven targets in the passing game, six receptions for 35 yards. So this running back room was a little bit of a mess in the sense that Everyone was out there. Yep. Herbert was out there. Foreman was out there. But as the game went on, they we saw a lot of Roshan Johnson, specifically in the receiving game, and we saw him truck a defender. Uh, he looked really good. And something uh, that my man Dan Toomey, actually, uh, because we're both big Tajay Spears guys, but he's also a very big fan of Roshan Johnson. He's like, did you know that PFF gave both Spears and Roshan Johnson top six pass blocking grades? Protection. Yep. In, this, in this past week as well. So they weren't just doing the things that are exciting for fantasy. They're doing the things that also keep them on the field, which is pass massive. Protect. Pass protection is massive in the NFL. Those kind of grades. It gets you in the field on third downs almost every single time. And, you know, Matt, we mentioned this before, like Roshan Johnson, a big bruising guy, he had nice hands absolutely. Uh, in the passing yep. game. Absolutely does. And, and you know, I think the usage was a little odd, right? He didn't get in there 
like consistently until garbage time. It was more the second half. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but he ended up balling out. I mean, he, he ended up last, uh, last week as running back eight in PPR formats. So he did the most with it. You know what I mean? He, he really made, made a lot of, of what time he did have on the field. Hopefully that earns him more playing time. You Absolutely. know, you know, the, the production combined with the fact that, you know, he did well in pass pro, you would expect that kind of to keep creeping up and up and up kind of as the season goes on. Um, did you guys see Herbert? I didn't see much out of Herbert that looked like phenomenal or anything man. like that. Yeah, he is man. He he he's a nice running back. Uh, he's explosive. He's explosive. Ter- arguably the worst hands of a starting running back or a running back in the NFL right now. Arguably, really, Khalil Herbert. Yeah, his hands are terrible, dude. I've yet oh. to see evidence of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know either way. I, I, I don't know drop. that I've. He's like at stone hands. He's uh, the really? next. Uh, that could that could absolutely be George Howard esque. Jordan Howard esque, wow, yeah, another bear, bear. Huh. another bear. His Terrible. hands are not good. Bears can he's catch. not catch. Look at his total catches. Well, Ro- well Roshan's are are good. They're yeah. nice and, and soft. he's good pass protection, so that's a good sign. Oh, that's the thing. He's the best of both of the guys that they have in like yeah. Khalil Herbert and Dante Foreman. Like take the better attributes of all those, and he that's basically Roshan. All right, let's get to the flip side of this, which, which makes you think before we flip side that eventually he's going to be the guy. He's, he's going to be the guy. Yep. I, I absolutely believe so that. So let's talk about some rookies with disappointing week ones. Let's start off the top with Quentin Johnson here. Uh, 27% snap percentage, three targets, two receptions, nine yards. This, it, even though it was disappointing, it wasn't super surprising to me. No. Uh, that's, that's kind of what a lot of like the beat reporters are talking about. Like there's a decent chance that he's the fourth guy yep. coming out in the season. Michael Johnson or Mike Johnson, Mike Williams, Mike Williams. one of those guys. How Michael, freaking Mike, dare you? Yeah, whoops. Uh, <laughs> I have an offer in my inbox right now of a second round pick for Mike Williams. I have they want my 2025 second round pick for Mike Williams. Yeah, and I so badly want to accept it. It's still in my inbox because yeah, but I have no need for a receiver whatsoever. I have like six solid receivers. I don't need them whatsoever. But go and, on and and. Another game where he got injured. It it, it is a bummer, but that came back. Luckily, he did come back. Yep. But that was something that I was like, "Oh, is Quentin Johnson going to take advantage of that opportunity?" And he did. It wasn't long. Yeah. It wasn't a long window that he was gone. Right. Uh, but so far, you know, one of the things we talked about was we weren't thrilled with his ball skills. That was the big thing for him. He was he's big, fast, strong, but we weren't thrilled with his ball skills. And and so far, we'll see what happens. It's super early preseason and now one week into the regular season they haven't really moved him up the chain much at all right uh michael mayer he he did have a 49 percent snap share so not terrible but no targets mm, no receiving yards no, no receptions just out there getting exercise and yeah. almost and i mean it almost sound and i didn't see this one either it almost you know looking at that snap count and no targets i mean blocker is he a blocker? Is he? They, he blocked really well. They did ask him to block there. Yeah, he's a good blocker. He did a good job. He looks like he's running with ankle weights on though. Through Austin Hooper once he fell down right away. Uh, <laughs> that's, but again, I'm not going to worry. I'm not nothing to worry about. He's, all all of one. this is too premature. We're yeah. just kind of highlighting. Yes. We're going to yeah. highlight the good. We're going to highlight the bad. Jackson Smith and Jigba, a guy that we have zero worries about, but not the most encouraging game. Fifty nine percent snap share, five targets, only three receptions for thirteen yards. So his his receptions didn't do do much with him. But not worried about it. One game coming off a of wrist surgery. Yep. That, not it was impressive it. that he even got out there and played. I didn't think he'd be ready for week one. Uh, Zach Charbonnet. This one surprised me a little bit because there not was me. the the, not what, me. the rumor of the groin stuff is what surprised me because I thought 
ooh, potential groin injury. Like, you know, maybe they lighten that load. No, they didn't. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, only 24% of the snaps, three attempts for 11 yards, no targets, receptions, or yards in the receiving game. 24% went away because he only came down pretty much on third downs. Uh, that's it. And which is surprising he didn't get any targets then, which is oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, Zach Charbonnet is somebody who, you know, we, me, Matt and I, uh, we thought his tape was kind of lumbering, uh, which is okay. And when he went there, I said, this really sucks for Zach Charbonnet. Not, I mean, it did suck a little bit for Ken Walker, but Ken Walker wasn't really involved in the passing game last year. It wasn't where really his strength mm-hmm. is, but he was a dynamic runner-up rookie of the year to Garrett Wilson, runner. And guess what? He looked really good running the ball. Uh, still, this, still looks explosive. Last week still looks explosive. <laughs> yep. And what did I say? When Zach Charbonnet got drafted on our draft podcast, this sucks. This moves Zach Charbonnet down, way down my board. I put him like way deep in the bottom of my second round, and you guys are like, you pushed him down that far? And I said, yes. Why did I say yes? Because I thought this exact, again, week one. I'm not, gonna, I'm not But I'm again, I am following the tra- trajectory, and that all the research I did in March, April, May, June, and then July, August, September, and what got me this process of thinking of how Zach Charbonnet would fit in this offense, I saw week one exactly of all the, all the work I've done. So for me, this isn't a week one of reaction because you I got, love you got confirmation of what you were already thinking yes. was going to happen. I love Kenneth Walker. I think yep. he's a dynamic running back. I still think he's great value. And this is what Zach Charbonnet would do. They stuck to their draft board. I thought it was a terrible draft pick by them. I still do. Um, and Zach Charbonnet is going to be pretty much a third down back waiting for injury to guy. Kenneth Walker, who Kenneth Walker was a higher draft pick, uh, than Zach Charbonnet True. in the second round. So for me, um, for all those people that still took Zach Charbonnet real high, sorry. Last but not least, Bryce Young uh, did not have a great week one. He didn't look terrible. Like eye test-wise, he didn't look terrible, but he didn't put up very good numbers, and he had a really bad uh, quarterback uh, what would that be? The QBR. QBR. Uh, 20 for 38, 146 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions in the 10 to 24 loss to the Atlanta Falcons. I, I, I saw him make some good throws. I, I, I think there's there's something there to work with, obviously. Mm-hmm. He was out. He was missing um, Adam Thielen. DJ Shark wasn't in the uh, the game either. Mm-hmm. So missing two big weapons like that. There's Hayden Hurst and Jonathan Mingo and yeah. Thielen. Right. Here's my, here's here's my th- thing with not Bryce Young. It was uh, uh, the other guy, Marshall. Terrence Marshall. Yeah. Oh, Terrence Marshall. Forgetting Terrence uh, Marshall. If you go back and you look at my Bryce Young rookie breakdown, and I said I was pretty worried about him uh, outside the size, is my biggest thing with Bryce Young was his deep ball. Like I didn't love his accuracy on the deep ball. And again, week one, this kid's got a long way to go. He's the number one overall pick. A long way to go. You're right. All his stuff under 20 yards, pretty solid. Yeah. But he did that in college. He looked pretty solid. Yep. All his deep stuff looked absolutely terrible and absolutely horrendous. And I not even close, like not even close. I noted similar stuff too, that um, everyone you know spoke about his accuracy and everything. And I just saw inconsistencies and maybe I didn't chart which ones, maybe it was just the deep throws that he was really bad Out, on outside, uh, outside the hashes. Yeah. It was outside the hashes and deep balls. Bryce young in college too struggled. And I saw that already in week one um, that concerned me for like, again, so, and my biggest concern Bryce Young was like, then how does he become like a big time fantasy football uh, quarterback? His size limits his rushing ability, right? Because you got to protect him um, and seeing it. And like him not be able to throw the push the ball downfield and have the accuracy there. That concerns me um, long term of him being a high end fantasy football quarterback. I, I thought before he was like more of like an Andy Dalton kind of quarterback. Um, and he was the number one overall pick. So that's why I had CJ Stroud ahead of him, Anthony Richardson ahead of him. Uh, and I still, one game, 
Again, we'll long time mm-hmm. to go. I mean, mm-hmm. these kids got plenty, and I'm. St- this is not me hating them. I wish them nothing but the best. But from a dynasty aspect, um, I, I, I use. I would rather sell him and get something better. I'm, I'm, I'm just concerned overall with his size when I see how small he is, like against normal human beings, and I'm like, you look like a child. Yeah, like standing if he came, next to like an adult. If he <laughs> came out of Mackay Becton or yeah. Dewan Jones, but. I'm like, oh, he had Taco Bell last night. And it would make sense. <laughs> like, the visual would be correct. Bruh. Like, it wouldn't be too shocking. Oh, it's a baby panther. <laughs> baby panther. Oh, because Carolina Panthers. Yeah. I was very confused about the panther part. <laughs> panther pooping? That's get, it. I Poopy get, panthers? I get That's it. all we got. A little PP out the, out of pooper. Wrap it up. That's it for week one. As we enter week two, uh, we'll be back next week uh, talking Dynasty Fans Football. And unfortunately, we're breaking down some injuries. Hopefully, uh, everybody gets out of here safely. Hopefully, your team gets out safely. I hope the Browns beat the Steelers on Monday Night Football. I'll be there. If you're in Pittsburgh, you want to grab up, I'll be my son. I got nothing going on. We'll have a little high five action in Dyson Nerd shirt. Uh, But until then, adios.